Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. What were WWE thinking? I'm Ollie Davis. This is Luke Owen. There's been like four now? Four Super Showdowns? The best one was in Australia? Oh, right. I see what you're saying. I thought you meant of the Saudi show. No, of the brand. This is is the fifth of the Saudi shows. Fifth Saudi show. Third, then maybe Super Showdown. A lot of people are saying it's the worst one. I actually got quite a few angry comments in the review video because we gave it two out of five and we didn't give it a one out of five. And going by the consensus in the poll, it is an overwhelming majority. I think it was like 70% had given it a one out of five. You know, so so to sort of argue in our defense there, we write those things within, as soon as the pay-per-view finishes, we're talking about it, we're thinking about it, we're writing about it. And then we we filmed that video in the next 90 minutes. Having slept on it, I think it is a one out of five show. It was a bad show because like my wife said to me this morning, how was the show? And I was like, do you know what? It was really boring and it had a terrible finish. <laughs> and like I said in my review, there was very little positive to say about it outside of the Buddy Seth tag match. And that was no better than a Raw match. No. And the Bailey and Naomi match, which was probably no better than a SmackDown match itself, there's not really a lot of positive things to say about it. Mansoor's over. You but know. that was his <laughs> worst match. Yeah. It was a boring match, that wasn't it? It was a very, very boring show. Yeah, it's crazy. With this Goldberg win in 2020 beating The Fiend for the top title on SmackDown, he might main event WrestleMania now. Brock Lesnar squashing Ricochet in 90 seconds. Undertaker coming back, winning a match he's not even in, and squashing AJ Styles. Was, I, was there another thing? No, there like- was also a SmackDown tag team title change. My sort of overwhelming feeling after the show finished was boredom. Boredom and 
just kind of indifference. But not, yeah. but that's because when we were watching the show, it was a boring show. The crowd weren't loud. The wrestling is very subpar for a modern age. So I'm just kind of numbed into indifference by all of that. But then when you start to think about it, these are hugely damaging decisions that they've made. But it's not like this is... Uh, what I find most frustrating about all of this is that none of this is new. Like, this is, you know, our fifth Saudi show. Of course Goldberg's winning. Of course Lesnar's squashing someone. He squashed Braun Strowman, you know, a couple, like, to last year. Of course The Undertaker was going to win the thing. Of course Mansoor was going to have his match. Of course there was going to be, like, after a while you're just like, yeah, of course. And now even worse, because we're heading into WrestleMania season. And Vince is like, oh, I have no stars. Of course he's going to rely on all of his old people. I'm surprised that we haven't had the rumblings of a Triple H match yet. Mm. Because that's what Vince does. He goes back to this old reliance. I've, I've seen some very interesting takes on all of this. I thought Pachiti's take on this was very, very interesting, which was that WWE's reliance on nostalgia is going to bite them because in 20 years' time, who are you relying on then? Because you, you're not creating any new stars now. And like with The Fiend, yeah, of course The Fiend lost. Like, why are we surprised that The Fiend lost? Because while the fans are into him, the company don't seem like they're into him. So of course Goldberg was going to win. And Goldberg versus Reigns feels like a bigger match. And I, I find the, the, the big irony of all this, I thought about this this morning, the big irony of all this is that currently our two top champions are the part-timers in Lesnar and Goldberg. I got a lot of flack for saying Lesnar was a part-timer as well. People He's say, been here consistently this year. Because WrestleMania. Mm. Like, come after WrestleMania, then we'll see. It's funny how that's the de like the <laughs> benchmark. But he's, he's showing up occasionally. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he really cares. Yeah, so our part-timer champions in Lesnar and Goldberg, while simultaneously WWE are airing a network documentary series where the main through line is we needed to create new stars otherwise we were going to go out of business and like the company themselves clearly do not see that irony mm. yeah it's it's really really short-sighted i am and you know but people sometimes get frustrated with us because we like theorize where wwe might go or fantasy book which direction the storylines might take and then we get so invested in those storylines we get annoyed when stuff doesn't happen that way. I would say that I actually love it when, a, a, whether it's Marvel, not DC, but you know, if they were to do something, you know, any sort of anything you watch or enjoy, it is really fun to be surprised by a better version than what you had in your head. Yeah. These are the bad versions of all the things we were pitching. It's dark timeline. We had a possible scenario where up until last, well, yeah, last week, a couple of weeks ago, it was John Cena versus The Fiend, and it was Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. Those two matches are probably still gonna happen, that's what Dave Meltzer's reporting. But if The Fiend has the belt, that's a completely different dynamic, because then you could have The Fiend going over, you could have Roman Reigns going over, you could have AJ beat an Undertaker, AJ's no spring chicken, but he feels new. And you can have Drew McIntyre beating Brock Lesnar. You've got this new generation of current stars. They feel new, but they're not. These are, like, AJ's 42. Drew McIntyre's like 34, 35. These aren't 22, 24, 25 year old guys. They were names that were built elsewhere. Mainly in the, in the sort of mid to late noughties. Yeah. 
And we're talking about them in 2020. You know, there's two decades have been lived through removed there. So it's not going to be a person of the torch mania. I know we got that last year. Yeah. Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins, Kofi Kingston. But the company's heart was never in it. Brock Lesnar returned at Money in the Bank and, you know, soon became champion off the back of that. Kofi's run was, you know, just... It was lip service. It was lip service. And Becky was really there to get Lacey Evans over. If the Lacey Ev Evans experiment was a success, I don't think we'd still have the Lynch stuff going on. And the other argument I've seen for this is that <coughs> uh, WWE are creating new stars through these losses because Reigns will beat Goldberg at WrestleMania, <sighs> The Fiend will beat Cena, and Drew's going to beat Lesnar, and therefore you are creating some new stars. The, my counter-argument to that is that I feel like we have, we've had this conversation every two years where they put the titles or they keep putting over the legends and people are like, ah, but it's because they're going to put over the younger talent. And I'm yet to see that younger talent really be put over. Mm -hmm. And the, the, I guess it's kind of already, the damage has been done, particularly with The Fiend. Yeah, he's done now. Like, four spears. Great looking spears. I can watch Goldberg spear people at the age of 53 all day long. But I'd never want to see a jackhammer from him again. Yeah. When they started to set it up, they, they knew this wasn't going to work. Yeah. They sort of shuffled. It looked very, very choreographed. Well, Goldberg, because really, Goldberg's got one jackhammer in him per match. And so he's like, I've got to make this work. This is my one shot to make this work. So it's when, the finish. So when, exactly, it's the finish. So when people are saying like, oh, it took 25 curb stomps and the Fiend still kicked out. It's like, yeah, that's because Seth can do 25 curb stomps in a match. Goldberg can't do 25 jackhammers in a match. He can do one. He can do one. He's, his match is three minutes long because that's what Goldberg can do. The Undertaker has to, he got to go out there and do a chokeslam because that is all he can currently do. He can, he's struggling to walk. So yeah, when people, yeah, I sort of gorilla position were very upset that AJ had to take the pin off one choke slam. Undertaker didn't even take his hat off. It's like, yeah, because it's all Undertaker can currently do. Yeah. To, to, to argue WWE's side, I do not agree with it. I'm just saying here, here is a version. Goldberg versus Roman Reigns is a much, much, much bigger match in the mainstream perspective than The Fiend versus Roman Reigns. Agreed. So in terms of a WrestleMania buy right, in terms of getting up the, the Fox numbers for SmackDown, you've got Goldberg as champion and John Cena appearing on tonight's episode. Particularly if those rumors are true that WrestleMania is gonna be on TV this year. Like that, th that side makes sense, but it's short-sighted. And we've, we've done this. Brock Lesnar, Goldberg, that was WrestleMania 33. Yeah. That was three years ago. Around that same time, Undertaker wrestled his last match. Why are these... I can take one or two years of people coming back, or Goldberg coming back in a very protected, low-down-the-card low nostalgia spot where he just spears a mid-carder. Dolph Ziggler. Perfect. Perfect use of him. But to have them at the top of the card holding the top titles three years after their, like, genuine sell-by date is ridiculous. And it's... And I think because it's The Fiend makes it hurt even more. Because The Fiend, you know, you just go back to SummerSlam last year. He was the hottest thing in wrestling. And w it almost feels like WWE have been trying to make him less over. You know, through the Hell in a Cell, through all of the Rollins stuff, through moving him to SmackDown. It just feels like they've been doing their damnedest to make him less over. And now Goldberg just beat him. So... 
you could have gone from SummerSlam through to Mania and built this mystique around The Fiend and lead him to win a title and create a star, create some buzz. But no, what they did is they hotshot the belt onto him, but didn't want to do it too soon, so they had to beat him. So then they hotshot the belt onto him because people backlashed against that. And they're like, actually, he's not a star anymore. Put the belt on Goldberg. He's a proven ratings draw. And we're back to square one again. And no stars have been created. Laurie said in the live stream yesterday, they've Bray Wyatted The Fiend. Yep. They've just fed him to someone. Yeah. And it, it, it really will cut his legs out from underneath him. And we haven't even spoken about, well, Ricochet's 30. I think he's 31, 32. He's the youngest of this crop of guys uh, that we've, we've sort of mentioned so far. He was squashed by Brock Lesnar. He's got so much potential talent and charisma that you can exploit to the mainstream, but they script him terribly. They put him in an, like, an awfully built storyline with Brock Lesnar. But if you build the storyline that way, whereas I have no chance, no one believes I've got any chance, you then put on a match where you at least take Brock to a bit of a limit. You at least make him sweat on the brow a little bit but they didn't. He was beaten in 90 seconds. He didn't get in a single bit of offense. He runs towards Brock at the start of the match, goes for a drop kick. Lesnar swats him out the air, proceeds to suplex him, then hit an F5, and then pin him in one minute, 30 seconds. Ricochet is a dweeb. He came out that match looking very, very bad. But I've seen what Ricochet can do. Prince Puma in Lucha Underground when he used to go round the Indies. We've all seen it. He's just, he's, he's dead on that show now. It's weird actually, because you, you say that like Ricochet's third, you know, he's in his thirties. But like, I think, is it, I think he was born in 88 maybe, or? He is 31 years old. 88, yeah, so 31 years old. They book him like he's 17. Mm. Like the way they position him is like, oh, he's a child. Because his whole thing is like, superheroes are real. He's in his 30s. Yeah. Can't book a man like that age like he's a child. And then Brock beat him like he was a child. And the one thing we haven't talked about yet, and this is, you know, the argument of, well, you know, they're going to get their wins at WrestleMania. We don't know that. <laughs> Cena could very easily beat the Fiend at WrestleMania. And let's be honest, it would not be out of the realm of possibility that John Cena beats the Fiend at WrestleMania. Yeah, and or Brock beating Drew. Or Brock beating Drew because Brock signs some new deal or they can get him for some more dates. They're like, well, everyone's expecting Drew to win, so we'll swerve the fans. Because guess what? That's what they did with Roman a couple of years ago. I think Undertaker's going to beat AJ. It's, you know, well, I, I think AJ might get them because Taker's got one win over him now. Also, fun <laughs> fact, this will be, uh, have, this will have meant, meant as well, I'm struggling with my words here, um, at WrestleMania, Undertaker will have wrestled every year for WWE since 1990. Five separate decades. 1990. And I, it's funny, I was thinking about it because I saw that stat come up. And I all of a sudden, this flashback to a conversation I had with a friend of mine when I was at school. When The Undertaker came back in 2000. And he was doing the decade of destruction. And the big story there was like, oh yeah, it's going to be his last year. Because he's been doing this for so long now. That this will be the last time we're going to get to see The Undertaker. That was 20 years ago. Yeah, you might say, it's remarkable he's back. It's remarkably still going. Yeah, five years ago it was. Now he's past it. Like, Brock can still go. But he gets, he, he, in the Rumble match, he got blown up, but he, he was out there for quite a while. He's got his five-minute match. Undertaker and Goldberg, like, Undertaker can't move. I find it embarrassing when I see him in the ring try and do anything now, even when it's as limited as 
I am going to choke Sam AJ Styles, which is mostly AJ Styles throwing himself in the air and hitting himself back down again. Goldberg didn't take any bumps from The Fiend, probably because he couldn't. Yeah. It was just all mandible claw attempts. It made The Fiend look rubbish. And that jackhammer was just awful. In the interviews after, I don't know if you've seen them, Goldberg was out of breath. Yeah, he was totally blown up he in that He wrestled match. for two, three, three minutes. minutes max. And he did three, you know, did two moves effectively. And I'm all for playing to people's strengths, packaging them in matches that don't show that sort of stuff. And they didn't massively expose it. But they're the top people in the company now. They're the champions. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Let's see what you guys thought. Um, so, uh, Oblivious Carry, Kofi and Ricochet should have a run-in segment, LOL, uh, because they've both been squashed by Les now. Mm. Um, I would say Kofi's was more protected. You know, sometimes when it's in a seven-second loss, you yeah. can say I was caught by surprise. Ricochet was just bullied. I would agree with you if they'd have done something with Kofi afterwards. Mm. Like, if they'd have used that loss to fuel a storyline for Kofi, but yeah. instead they'd literally just like, and you're a tag team again. Yeah. It's... Um, to the mid-card with you. I... Oh, man, I... Like, what, what happens to Ricochet now? It, well, it, I said it in my review. I've, all, I've got all the faith in Heyman. He's meant to be a Paul Heyman project. Which makes me think even more that I've got to have some faith in Heyman. I've got to have some faith somewhere that this is... But maybe that's on me. Maybe I'm the idiot here. 
because I keep saying, oh, I've got faith in that guy. I've got faith in this company to do something. And yet here I am, 30, nearly 35 years old, and I'm having the same conversation every single year with my best friends being like, this company doesn't do anything. They never push any stars. Oblivious carry again. Brock can only be beaten by white men, sadly. Uh, I, I mean, I've seen a, f a few people actually. So Shinpo Mareku from uh, China, I believe, has also said, I'm less offended by the main event and more offended that every black wrestler lost yesterday. It's Black History Month, for God's sake. Hashtag this company. This company. I didn't really pick up on that. I, wasn't, I didn't come out of that show thinking that was a really racist show. Yeah, it, it's in the same way that when um, Seth did the <coughs> curb stomp to Big E during uh, Black History Month. Mm. Like at that time, I didn't see it, but until someone points that out and you're like, oh God, yeah, yeah, you're right, they did do that. Tim Arndt, the Goldberg win didn't anger me at all. At this point, getting angry at WWE for favoring part-timers would be like getting angry at a dog for sniffing another dog's butt. It's just in their nature. Particularly when it comes to Saudi shows because it, those shows are being made for an audience of one. And it's just such a shame that this one's come on the road to WrestleMania and it's had such an impact on WrestleMania. Usually they're in May or July or, well, early November. I guess that does have a knock-on effect to Survivor Series. But that hasn't, I guess Survivor Series is of a continuity of its own as well. Yeah. But this one has really derailed what was shaping up to be a very exciting mania transitional card. Hey, do you know who was super upset about it? Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin has cancelled his plans to get to WrestleMania. The dork, I think is what Goldberg mm. called him. Yeah, uh, I saw an excellent reply to this. He's like, your mum's only going to realise when she's on the plane. <laughs> oh yeah, did you see Booker T's response? Booker T got very, um, a bit sort of like, back against the wall being like, oh, you know, he's acting like a child. And he said, when he basically didn't know who Macaulay Culkin was. And someone had said he was a child star in the 90s. So his instant reaction was like, oh, he was in the Flintstones. So he just makes a load of Flintstones jokes. <laughs> like, yeah, he probably starred in the Flintstones movie. <laughs> I don't know enough about the Flintstones to, uh, to, to say he wasn't. He was not, no. Okay. It was, it was uh, John Goodman and uh, Rick Moranis. Tim Arndt. I should clarify, I'm not saying that Goldberg should have won. I just didn't care. Uh, when he did win. WWE have conditioned me to stop investing in people. These Saudi shows are the most damaging to the fan base that WWE do. It's like they're not content with it being morally complicated enough to watch these programs as it is. They want to double down on the most short-sighted, harmful booking decisions for their creative too. And, and like you, so there, there has been a correlation of a drop-off of network subscribers with these Saudi shows. And the fiends. Uh, the Hell in a Cell booking last year, they saw, they saw a big drop off of viewers after that. I mean, we saw a dip in things. That's why I'm slightly, when The Fiend, I woke up this morning, I thought, God, The Fiend's lost again. God, the last time that happened, we saw a dip. Yeah, Colostopia. I think everyone knew this was going to happen, but we didn't want it to happen. Are the Super Chats today for charity too? Uh, no, they're not. Uh, yesterday's all of live streams ones were uh, Tim Arndt, WWE must like the fruit in Saudi Arabia because there was a lot of squash at Super Showdown. I believe you find that's a vegetable. Oh, squash is a vegetable. Yeah. But I guess you can have fruit squash. Well, that's what I thought he meant. Like, yeah, like Robinson's squash. Yeah, Robinson's squash. The joke stands. Tony Pentel Caning. When will Good Vince day. learn that if Legend's appearance on TV draws ratings one night, it doesn't mean you put the belt on him? I know the answer is never. It's that it's the short-sighted nature that you put there. It's like, okay, well, that's a, SmackDown has struggled on Fox. Like, WWE were expecting this show to do way better numbers than it currently is. Like, they pitched this show to Fox being like, we're going to get 
three to four million viewers, possibly even more than that. And what it's doing is the exact same viewing ratings it was doing on the USA Network on a Tuesday night with way less eyes, like uh, available eyes. I wonder if that's anything to do with the fact that they also promised Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey to that brand. Yes. Huh. And you constantly put on the same show. So when they do see a spike in the ratings, which was Goldberg, I'd imagine from a business perspective, you're like, oh, right, that's because The Fiends doesn't draw, but Goldberg does. So let's put the title on Goldberg. Such a panic move. The, the worst thing you can do is base decisions on one distinct piece of data. You want to you test that out over weeks. Like, we're, we're, this wasn't the plan two weeks ago. Goldberg did an interview segment backstage, it did a really good rating, and now he's the champion. They didn't put the belt on Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair when oh. they popped a big rating. They would have, yes, you're right, if they if could. If Hogan could have been cleared to wrestle, <laughs> you bet your bottom dollar he would have won a title. He's, he's still saying he's going to have that Mania match. <laughs> uh, just do a few more of these and we'll get into a play-by-play -play of the show. It's making me too angry. Graham Scrivener, WWE is trying to beat AEW in ratings, but they don't seem to care about the talent anymore. They're losing ground. A different show, though. Mm -hmm. I will say that um, they are trying to beat them, but that's through NXT. So that, uh, putting the belt on Goldberg doesn't affect NXT in any way. The bad one, Ryan B. Bad. In my opinion, The Fiend should have never been champion. They booked themselves into a corner and fans would have been angry no matter who beats him for the title. I, I would disagree on that one because if you have got someone who was as over as The Fiend was, then you should be putting the title on him. However, you should have built that as a big story for the eventually putting the title on him and then gone on a big run and perhaps made two stars off the back of this. Yeah. Like if you'd have got, like Drew McIntyre, if you'd have managed to build like Drew and then built this big like, oh my God, Drew and The Fiend are gonna face off and Drew wins the title, fans are not gonna be happy there because they like Drew. It's not a case of, they're not going to like anyone that takes the title off them. It's the person you put the title on. Probably would have hated Roman doing it, mm. in all fairness. Yes. But if you build the right guy and you build the right match, people aren't going to matter that the title's taken off of them. Uh, it, it is an interesting thing, though. I don't think we can escape the fact that the Fiend's match... The Fiend doesn't work in a wrestling ring. He, he, has, he has boring matches. They don't work dramatically. And when he does have a good match... It's actually a good fiend match. Well, I'd I say the Daniel Bryan match that uh, it's Royal a good Rumble fiend was, match. was a good match. And you're right. And that all comes also down to the fact that that was the choice that they made was that he's this unstoppable monster that takes 25 curb stomps and you still can't put him down. As soon as you've made that decision mm -hmm. in your first big match, you can't get back from that. But like they did it with Kane. Yeah. Like they know how to book monster characters to show vulnerability throughout a match, but they decided, no, he really is unstoppable. And that once you've made that decision, you can't that match becomes very boring very quickly. I wish we were back at SummerSlam. That Finn Balor booking of it was perfect. Yeah. Um, New Punk rants, RIP The Fiend, his character is dead, Ricochet was buried as well. I'm so glad I stopped actively watching WWE, F Vince, and that awful company. AEW! Unless he means, and that awful company, comma, AEW. <laughs> um, yeah, which is a shame as well. Do you know what's... Raw's been so good this year. I've really been enjoying watching WWE products. This is mostly SmackDown, this remember. Is, that's it. This has been a very SmackDown show. This is the most SmackDown show of the year. I really like the Royal Rumble. I've really been enjoying Raw. I've been really enjoying NXT. SmackDown is a bland show, and this was bad.
Yeah, uh, but we, you know, we t Taker and AJ, that was a raw thing. Brock squash and Ricochet, that is a raw thing. Saudi things, though. Th that it is to blame slightly. Crazy Lewis, I'm going to hide in my own Firefly Funhouse, crying emoji. into a play-by-play -play of the show. Carl uh, Anderson and Luke Gallows beat the Viking Raiders on the pre-show. Yeah, which I think we all figured would then set up AJ winning the uh, Tui Trophy because then they are like, you know, we got this sort of collection of Saudi trophies that we're, we're the best tag team in the world and the winner of the Tuwake Mountain Trophy. I'm, I'm the future Mr. WrestleMania. Out comes The Undertaker. You set up your match on Raw. Yeah. Uh, but that didn't happen. No. Then we did get the To Wake Trophy to open off the main card. Our truth and Bobby Lashley started things off. And they told a story of Truth lucking into pins. So the first one was Lashley missed a spear into the corner, fell back over Truth, Truth pinned him. Lashley eliminated. Somehow Adam Blompier called that first elimination right. Yeah. That I was a wild pick. I have absolutely no idea how he might be. But the story of this is that Truth made it through to the near the finals of this by fluke. He accidentally pinned Lashley. He accidentally pinned Andrade. He accidentally angered Eric Rowan into getting himself DQ'd and then AJ beat him. Yeah, so the Andrade thing, one, just didn't work. Andrade went for, a, I think, a spinning back yeah. fist and the, they were meant to collide heads and then Truth was meant to fall on him. That's how Andrade got eliminated. Um, if this was meant to be funny, like, oh, our truth keeps getting these fluke pins. It wasn't. And Truth also had, was busted open on his cheek, had a, a nasty shiner. And yeah, Rowan uh, got himself DQ'd when his cage thing was knocked over. And then AJ Styles comes down. You think you're telling the story of an underdog. AJ dances for a bit and then just beats Truth. Just so beat whatever it. story you were telling, this comedy underdog story, was was for now. I have no idea what this accomplished. So, why don't you just not use the R-Truth stuff? You have Rey Mysterio coming at number one, and he just keeps eking out these wins, and then all the dastardly heel AJ manages to beat him. Because, you know, AJ and Rey, I want to see them in the ring together. Yep. But no, they didn't do that. Instead, Rey was the final person out. AJ's being cocky, cuts backstage, because Rey's music keeps playing and he's not coming out and the OC have beaten up Mysterio. AJ's like, well, why don't you count him out then? Dong, it's Undertaker. Undertaker comes down, chokes Sam's AJ. And pins him. And pins him. He wins a match he wasn't even in. And then didn't even take the trophy with him because the trophy in the end of the day did not matter. So yeah, uh, usually you could say, oh, a gauntlet match. He's been through a few rounds already. Of course, just one single okay-looking chokeslam could put him down. Nope, it was just the one chokeslam. No, slam. he dominated our truth Yeah, and, and he... And take a one. It was a boring match. It was a nonsensical story, and it had a terrible finish. Yep. And The Undertaker makes me feel sad when I look at him now. I don't know why... He I mean, I do know why, but I'm, I, I, for, when I say this, I do know why. I don't know why they just let him retire a couple of years ago. Uh, the Miz and John Morrison then took on the New Day in a SmackDown match. It felt long. It wasn't as long as I thought it was, uh, but the last five minutes were okay. Kofi Kingston took this awful bump, trust dive over the top rope, flat back bump on the outside. Oh, it was gross. Which is like, you know, that's a crazy spot. 
It didn't play into anything. No, it did not play into the finish whatsoever. It was just a transitional move. Like, what a waste of your health. Yeah. yeah. Why are you doing that sort of thing if it's just a moment? Yeah. If you're going to put your body on the line like that, and that you know, that, will, that can wreak havoc on you down the line. Like, at least do it for some kind of more noble sense of character or, a, or to tie into a finish. Just such a waste. Yeah. Uh, but the finish was Morrison hit Kofi in the head with a chair. Miz... I think he hit him in the guts. In yeah. the gut with a chair. Miz rolled up Kofi, hooked the tights as well. Kofi takes another pin. It's always Kofi who takes these pins. Well, he's not the big guy. He yeah. can't pin the big one. Um, and, yeah, Miz and Morrison are the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. I think most people saw this one coming. Um, I didn't. I got this one wrong. <laughs> oh, sorry, dude. Um, yeah, it was a subpar TV match that was wrestling in slow motion. Um, it was not that interesting to watch. No. Angel Garza versus Umberto Carrillo was next. They had a pretty decent match, but the crowd didn't know who they were. No. So they were silenced, they were on their phones, people were moving around in the background. Was this the match where someone brought in their groceries? Yeah, there was like a bit where a bunch of the people opposite the hard cam just had paper bags and were going through paper bags for a moment. Yeah. Anyway, Garza got a, a sort of Hurricanrana pin and fluked out a pin. This was not as good as their Raw match. And Carrillo was lost twice in four days to the same person. The exact same thing happened at the last Saudi show with AJ. AJ would beat him on Raw, then he'd beat him at Super Showdown, then he'd beat him on Raw again, and we thought, nah, but he's gonna win the next one. <laughs> no, AJ beat him there as well. Yeah, Carrillo's character is he keeps losing. <clears throat> um, there was actually a very cool video package for John Cena's return to SmackDown tonight. Just because he's a star. Mm. Sort of went through his whole career, a few clips there and had a, a shot of him walking towards an arena, silhouetted. Looked cool. It made yeah. me excited for it. That, that was good. Um, Street Profits versus Seth and Not Your Buddy Murphy. This was my favourite thing on the show. Best I match on the show, yeah. Really enjoyed this. The Street Profits were super over in Saudi Arabia. Like, I mean, I was being very hyperbolic when I said this in the review, but they were like Mansour levels of over. Like, they were treated like legit stars. Yeah, people had, one person had a giant uh, red cup yeah. cutout. Yeah. And there was a whole like Street Profits section. There were Street Profits t-shirts in the crowd. They were madly over. Like, I was ple pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised at how over they were. Good for them. Good for absolutely good for them. And then they had a cracking match mm -hmm. with Rollins and Murphy. It was good stuff. Yeah, there were some really fun spots in this as well. Uh, there was the, the classic um, Montez Ford crazy high frog splash. This awesome Dawkins pounce on Murphy yeah. to send him over the announcers table. Daw like Dawkins is has somehow become my favourite. Yeah. Overwalking oh, yeah. Jif Montez Ford. <laughs> yeah, this was uh, really good stuff. And the, the finish was the finish we've been seeing in all of their tag matches, which uh, is, you know, some good character work, is uh, Murphy will V-trigger someone, distract the referee so Seth can stomp them onto the apron and Murphy can get the pin. Uh, and the crowd even chanted, this is awesome, yeah. at one point. I, uh, with, there was an interview with them backstage as well where Murphy was quite brilliantly, quite almost just subtly, just standing in the exact same pose that yes. Seth was as well. And there was a spot during the match where Seth went to do the pedigree and he was saying, Tender Murphy, you should also mm. do this. And he also did it and that led to a bit of their downfall for a while. I hadn't thought about that pedigree spot. But you don't think... Oh do no, what Triple H is going to come back and be the saviour. He's going to beat the Monday Night Messiah. Oh. 
They did a pedigree, man. Well, they didn't do the pedigree. They, they teased they the teased pedigree. It. Someone suggested that as a super <sighs> chat. Do you remember? Someone, oh, it was like a Patreon mailbag or something. Someone said, oh, you could do Triple H versus Seth. And I was like, oh, God. Not sure I want, I'm not sure I'm into that. Dolph Ziggler versus Mansoor. He's from here. <laughs> that pretty much sums up the match. Uh, it was it, it it was the it wasn't great. I was nowhere near in the the same league as the Cesaro match, which was terrific. Uh, Mansoor Mansoor's fantastic, but I'm just over Dolph Ziggler, unfortunately. But it also didn't help that this was the standard WWE formula, which is so tired at this point of the heel works over the babyface cockily for 90% of the match, and then the babyface makes a comeback and wins. Like, it doesn't... When was the last time that was effective? Mm. Yeah. The, uh, the, the best thing about this was the finish, where Mansoor did a... <laughs> Sorry, I just remember... <laughs> forgot about the moonsault. <laughs> Was where Mansoor did a moonsault really high, got a lot of air, but not <laughs> enough distance. Yeah, Dolph was too far away, and Mansoor did not cover a lot of ground, so he just need him in the balls. <laughs> and Dolph, Dolph, like, Dolph tries to move at the very last moment so that he doesn't take the full force of Mansoor's mm. knees into his rib and dick. So he kind of like starts to lean himself up a little bit, but it's too little, too late. Mansoor just comes crashing <laughs> down, and Dolph, you can hear him go, Quickly pin me! Yeah, it was. Uh, we, we found it hilarious, uh, sure. but I hope I hope Dolph's okay <laughs> and his little Zigglers. Uh, Mansoor cut a babyface promo in the ring afterwards, saying, "We showed everyone that the world is ready for a Saudi Arabian WWE superstar, hometown pop. Yeah. Well, hey, he's only on your show. <laughs> yeah, I know. Some... I like him. I want to see him on Raw or something." There was a gift that was being shared around part of his promo. I think the line he said was, we'll be here forever. And someone retweeted it, saying, like, Mansoor letting the WWE stars know what their travel plans are <laughs> after this show. Thankfully, it seems everyone is on okay. their way home. Yeah. Brock Lesnar versus Ricochet. We've spoken about this already. 90 seconds, F5 for the win. Absolutely atrocious. Brock Lesnar didn't look into this. Brock Lesnar, the sweatiest man on the planet, did not break a sweat. Real feel, though. It was real feel, but Brock did not seem like he was into this whatsoever. No. And I imagine Brock, he's a smart boy, probably thought, well, that doesn't make Ricochet look very good. Doesn't make me look very good either. So what's the actual point other than the massive paycheck I'm getting out of this? Speaking of what's the actual point, why was Rey Mysterio flown out there? <laughs> if he was just going to be beaten up backstage? So they could bring out The Undertaker. Film it in Stanford. <laughs> they might have done. Apparently they didn't. He was blown out there. Well, okay. Then I don't know. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin. It's a cage match. This uh, match honestly felt like it was half an hour long. Maybe. I am, I am stunned. And I still do not believe that the official time for this was 13 minutes. I refuse to believe this was only... This was a third of that Pac Kenny Omega Iron Man mm. match. I refuse to believe that. It was also... Just under nine Ricochet Brock Lesnar's. Just let me check WWE.com to make sure they're not having another match tonight. Because this is meant to be the last match. But we've been told this. 
for five months. Yeah, they've been feuding since uh, November. Did you see uh, Ross tweet about this? No. He posted up an image of like the SmackDown graphic of Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin. And it said, like, as reported by the news, Roman Reigns <laughs> and Baron Corbin are said to have a Super Showdown re uh, rematch. And a lot of people thought it was real. Um, nothing, there's nothing announced for Corbin or Reigns. So hopefully that means this feud has finally ended. Well, we'll see, man. But like, you know, the only two things that are announced for tonight's SmackDown are Goldberg and John Cena. So I'm guessing they're hoping for a good rating this week. Corbin is perfect to get speared by Goldberg. Yeah, perfect. What, what a great guy to get speared by Goldberg. Yeah. You're absolutely on the money there, on the Saudi money. Uh, make Goldberg look good. He needs it. Uh, this was pretty much a war of the Superman punches. It wasn't escape the cage, it was more, well, it wasn't so much using the cage, it was using the chain that was used to lock the cage door. Yeah. So they both attempted Superman punches with the chain wrapped around their fists, Reigns is connected, that's how he won. Very funnily, actually, a lot of people pointed out the, um, the inconsistent, well, not the inconsistency, but the, the big plot hole that was in this story. The story was, Roman did not want Baron to escape, so he put the padlock on and he took the key. And because he was so worried about Baron Corbin escaping, he put the key in his pocket where Baron can get it. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than throw the key into the crowd where Baron can't get it to it now and can't escape. Uh, after that, we got Bailey versus Naomi in a. Uh, pre uh, this was good. This was the best match the two people in baggy t shirts could possibly have. So, of course, because of Saudi Arabian culture, which, for my opinion, is a misogynistic and backwards culture. Uh, that they made them wear, they couldn't show their beautiful feminine forms and they had to wear ridiculously oversized t-shirts like they were going to do some painting around yeah. the house. Yeah. We saw this before in, in November. I just, it's just, it's so hypocritical with all these guys running around in their pants. <laughs> I just, just have, where's the consistency? I don't know, man. But I will say, because that Lacey Natalia match was Oh, it's such an honor for us to be able to do this. Thank you all so much. They couldn't really actually do a wrestle. No. However, Bailey and Naomi went in there with characters, so they could do a wrestle, and that did make for a better match. Yeah, it was, it was so, so much better than uh, November's match. I thought this was the third best match on the card, actually. I, I really got into it near the end. I thought Naomi was going to win. Yeah, you I did. I thought they might do a title change in Saudi Arabia for the PR. I thought my girl Bailey. Uh, but yeah, belly to... Oh, no, Naomi kicked out of a belly to Bailey. Because that's not actually her finish now, because her finish is this new sort of like front-facing mm. DDT thing she does. And uh, Bailey actually used the oversized T-shirts to hook Naomi's legs in her, uh, like into the back of her T-shirt, hit her finisher for the win. I really liked the finish. Yeah, it, 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 it was a smart usage of what they had around. I would love to see that tie into storyline now, where next time they're in Saudi Arabia, Naomi refuses to wrestle in a T-shirt and that's how you kayfabe progression. <laughs> and the final match was Goldberg versus Fiend. Of course the entrances are fantastic. Goldberg's entrance is still great, even when he gets blown up by it and his pyro doesn't work. Because his pyro, he, they, it was missed time, so he didn't get to walk through the mist as per usual. And then it cuts to the screen where it's meant to be like this huge pyro. And it said it was like TNA in 2006, it was like pew, pew. That was it. Like indoor sparklers. It's Alan Partridge. <laughs> Do you want another one? <laughs> um, that. No red lights, thankfully, uh, for the actual match. 
And yeah, we've been through this. Four spears, uh, a jackhammer, and Goldberg wins. And afterwards, uh, the Fiend stood up to show Goldberg what's what, and he ran away in fear. Also, <sighs> and this is the other side of this, which we haven't really talked about yet, is that Troll. Trollberg also doesn't help the Fiend character because the whole point of the Fiend character is that people are afraid of him. Goldberg just was like, you're not scary. And in the end, the Fiend was scared of Goldberg. So Goldberg's the best, I guess. He is, he's got the belt. Yeah, I guess so. Do some more super chats. Thank you very much. There's there's now three thousand two hundred oh. of you watching the stream. That's there's so Thank many so for uh, for these review shows. Um, if you're popping back to Wrestle Talk after a brief time away, please make sure you're subscribed. Enable those notifications. Press the thumbs up button and come check back every day. We've got news. We've got reviews. Check out Parts Fun Known, our channel with Adam Blompier. Uh, we're launching a wrestling RPG series on Sunday. Yeah, we were watching the first cut, because the episode on Patreon is going up today. It's going up 48 hours, yeah, hopefully. It's going up 48 hours early. Um, and it's really, it's a lot of fun. Mm. A lot of fun. Really good acting by, by my boy, Ollie Davidson. And this boy. Ah, I'm okay. By these boys. <laughs> uh, right, The Real YT. Uh, one out of five, because Naomi was the first African-American woman to wrestle in Saudi Arabia. Uh... I think you're giving it. I think you're saying you would give it zero out of five, but you've given it one out of five because of that. I'm hoping that's, that's the case. let's go with that because <laughs> otherwise that's canal improbability. '90s to noughties, Vince would look at 2020 Vince and puke. He's gonna puke. <laughs> Magnus Bernstrom. Really boring on a bad finish. Title of your sex tape. <laughs> Very good. Ryan Kester. I said at SummerSlam last year that sometimes wrestling reminds me why I love it. Uh, the Fiend debuting was one of those moments. What an absolute waste. Yeah, it's amazing. God, if we could go back to that SummerSlam period, I'd actually be fascinated to watch our SummerSlam review and look at the super chats that we got in on that review because I bet you they are all like talking about how excited they are by wrestling again. The week of AEW's TV launch, I was more excited for the Fiend's Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. That's how big he was. That's how big he was. Pavi let Andy out of his cage. Feels like WWE only pushed people they made. How dare you get yourself over without WWE wanting you to be over? White got himself over, yet here we are. I just could put my hand up there. WCW mate Goldberg. Nate drops surname. I'm terrified of what they do with Alistair Black. Glad he's not allowed to go to Saudi Arabia. I know he's a Heyman guy, but I thought Ricochet was too. Yeah, yeah, EW. Well, I think we're okay with Alistair Black because he's not in that Saudi continuity. He is saved from having to job out to Goldberg. Should we just start calling it the dark timeline? <laughs> the dark universe. It's the dark universe. We can universe. bring back the dark universe because Universal dropped the ball yeah. with it. So we can claim it now. Uh, Vicky Becky, who are going to be the legends in the future? Or Goldberg. <laughs> the, Undertaker. the Undertaker. Triple H, John Cena. They haven't built new stars in years. Maybe they're going to go old school and try and steal from AEW. There it is, exactly. They'll have taken the talent that another company will have built up. And I mean, let's be honest, like the top guys on their brand are people who made their name elsewhere. Like it's, it's all people from TNA, ROH, New Japan. They're people who were famous before they went to the company and are just now their top guys there because they were top guys elsewhere. Same with NXT. Yeah. 
Heavy Metal Mike, I'm going to SmackDown tonight. I hope everyone is as pissed as I am. I like Goldberg, but I hope the audience oh, jeers him with chance of riddle. Because Goldberg was over like Rover when he was on SmackDown the week before Super Showdown, with people being like, oh, yeah, I love Goldberg, he's here. Now that he's the champion, I wonder if we are going to get people... Uh, the Batista uh, thing. Yeah. People turning on Batista winning at the Rumble. People want to see him, but the, do they want to see him with the title? Hey, we could be wrong. We could be in an internet bubble. The mainstreams might love this. Yeah. And Goldberg will get a hero's reaction. Could be. It's, so, yeah. It's so, going to be a very... It's, for the first time since October, it's going to be an interesting episode of SmackDown. Pavi led Andy out of his cage again. Simply put, they, which is Vince McMahon, doesn't see Bray Wyatt Ricochet as a main eventer, so he just does whatever he wants with them. Same goes for Becky. Exactly. Becky was an accident. It was meant to be Charlotte that was the top star on Raw, but Becky got over despite their best efforts, so she's the champion. William Johnson, if Cody beat The Fiend, he'd be cheered. Yeah, that's exactly it, because he's someone who's got a lot of, uh, you know, goodwill behind him. The real YouTube, yes, you are right, zero out of five, if not for Naomi. Sorry, didn't word it right. Love you, boys. Thank God. Got you back. Yeah, got you back. Uh, Marcus Roman, this is what happens when WWE give the fans what they want and still not satisfied. Should I be worried? I, 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 I take against this argument, because this happened when Kofi won the belt, and people were like, <laughs> oh, they gave you what you want, why are you still complaining? It's because, well, they didn't push Kofi like he was a main eventer. They didn't push him like he was the champion. They gave him the belt as lip service. Yeah. And then we're supposed to thank them for that? Like, I don't buy into that argument that I should thank this company for not pushing a guy like he's the champion. Yeah, for resenting us. Yeah, exactly, for resenting me. For That we're their fans. Yeah. It's like they hate their own fan base. That they're always looking at, oh, man, I wish we could get on Fox or ESPN. You know what they are now. But they're looking at more mainstream things and they resent us as wrestling fans. It's, you know, it's, it's horrible. Um... Amro, you think Goldberg winning was a Fox decision? I mean, you've got to think that Fox were like, hey, he actually drew a rating. Um, can you have more of him, please? But they, you know, putting a title on him, I don't think. Uh, the world of wrestling, absolute unbelievable scenes from uh, Super Showdown lads. Really was unbelievable scenes. Unbelievable scenes, Jeff. Mr. Wrestles, WWE expecting you to pay $6,500 for your favorite character's unique belt. Also WWE, you liked Goldberg, right? It's almost ADD-like of this company. Yeah, you got to feel for those people that <coughs> plonked yeah. down that, what was it, seven grand for that belt. Yeah. yeah. The Gazzatola of Rock and Roller, thank you very much for your generous very super generous. chat. I don't watch the Saudi shows anymore. The first two were such a chore that I'd rather do some ironing. We can safely say that WWE have done. Control-C, Control-V, aha. On Goldberg's first Universal title run with him dropping the belt at Mania. Yeah, it's all right. Beat Kevin Owens. That's it again. That's, that was three years ago. And here we are. Three years later, the exact same thing has happened. Luis De Silva. I can't express how lucky they were after Hell in a Cell, but this is truly a nightmare. Heartbroken for Bray. Can I push myself to Mania? Then truly need a break. <sighs> You'll be hooked back in. If, if, you're set, if you're not rage quitting now, you're not going anywhere, yeah. I don't think. Uh... Ah, uh, Jennings, I wanted Bill to win. I soured on Bray since Hell in a Cell. I don't disagree with that either, but it's just, yeah, it's just a 
all bad. It's all, all bad. bad. It's stuff bad. You take it away now. Uh, Pappy let Andy out of his cage. Um, and of course, I'm not going to stop watching because I love Becky, I love Bray, I love all these characters. Just wish the stories and results were better. Just do it better, WWE. Hector Troy, been following you guys from day one. Sweet to do my first Soup Soup Super Thank Chat. You. This pay-per-view made no sense to me. Love Goldberg and Brock, but it sucks to see great characters just get squashed for the Ben of ratings. I wonder if that's the benefits of ratings. The Ben of ratings. But I like the Ben of ratings. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Extra. I really, really appreciate that. Uh, Lewis to Silver completely lost all my faith in WWE. Yeah. Um, US won't lady show uh, won't lady show body, but they let Rick out with that backside with all that backside. Rick Rick has a backside. Good, what Ricochet? I'm guessing. Does he? Well, he went out there in pants, didn't he? Like his, oh yeah, because yeah, real fear he couldn't, didn't want to wear those trousers. Mm. Uh, Tom Delves, Drew versus Goldberg at Elimination Chamber versus uh, winner versus Brock at Mania. No, no, that, that would be champion versus champion. They won't do that. Yeah. Um, Bruce Steve. Well, that's suggestive. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Bruce Stevens, uh, can anyone at SmackDown tonight chant, We Won Riddle? Can everyone chant that, in fact? At I Goldberg? think everyone should just boo him. <laughs> boo him tonight. Yeah. Boo that, that man. Um, not that that will change their minds, let's be honest. Um, because we did that with Batista, he was still in that main event. Uh, Austin Baker, Beast in the East is the best of all the locations. Mm. That was a fun show. That was that a one. good show, yeah. yeah. That uh, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor NXT title match. Yeah. Uh, Chaps Chicks, with all the big winners, Ruthless Aggression's back. Maybe it's all a way to promote the but series. Samad Ali, what is worse, Goldberg beating Fiend or the Helena Self finish? Also, Oli, I loved your reaction to the Fiend losing crying with laughter emoji. Yeah, it was just uh, my heart breaking. Um, the Helena Self finish for me. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because that, the, the, the ruthless aggression thing, in the ruthless aggression era, it's only Brock Lesnar who was part of that new crop. Undertaker was old, Goldberg was old, Triple H was, you know, mm -hmm. old of the, of the Attitude Era. Yeah. So the even the Ruthless Aggression Era, it's like, those weren't the start. Oh. You can argue Cena and Orton and... Bittinger. Those guys, yeah. But if we're talking about the people who were heavily featured on this show... Oh, I so see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nate drops her name. Pretty sure my friends and I are only going to take over now and not spend it to go to Mania. Guess we'll see, but I don't want to see Cena beat The Fiend. Yeah. Um, hey, Vince Russo's watching. Um, and he said that Mansoor for Universal Champion, 4-0. and oh. It's not, it's not Vince Russo, he would have said 4 and bro. <laughs> Chocobo Kid, we need Mansoor versus Brock at the next WWE Super Showdown. Maybe that's what we've been building to. Yeah, we've been win. having We've been having Brock squash everyone at these Saudi shows, having Mansoor win against Midcarders at all these Saudi shows, to eventually have Mansoor be the first person to uh, beat yeah. Brock Lesnar properly, because the Roman one, I guess, doesn't count. Um, at, a, at a Saudi show. Sean Dunn, Vince's last WrestleMania and he passes the torch. Don't think so. Yeah, I wouldn't bet on it. O2 Tenka, I thought I was going to be Bo Dallas. Uh, I thought <laughs> I thought it was going to be Bo Dallas, the one to beat Bray, because something in his blood makes him immune. I don't know where you've gotten that from the lore of uh, the Fiend character. I think a lot of people really want Bo involved, because... That ship sailed. Yeah. Uh, Chocobo Kid, it's uh, Kofi Pinston now. Very good. Um, Axe Adapter. I can book half a year's worth of uh, SmackDown storylines in one hour while walking in negative degree weather in Wisconsin than Creative can in a month. That's sad. Challenge. Also, are you okay, Axe Adapter? <laughs> you don't know. 
You don't have to walk. You don't have to do that. You can stay at home. It's warm there. Uh, Vince Russo's back in again. Roman versus Corbin. Kennel from hell match. Baffled face emoji. Bro. That we definitely know is not Vince. He'd have loved it. Uh, the art of uh, the world of wrestling, rather. Future predictions for Miz and Morrison as champs. I honestly couldn't care. Um, but I guess they'll lose it to the Usos. This is what Andy was saying. Like They'll lose it to the Usos, and that makes them New Day and the Usos both seven-time champs or six-time champs or something. And then you can have which one of them truly is the best team. I like that. Yeah. Do you want to kind of take over? Uh, injection. Bray would be better in Impact, like Sue Young. Uh... Yeah, but I didn't really like all that mystical gothic stuff Impact were doing there. I'll be honest, yeah, I found it quite laughably silly. So, mm. yeah, I don't think I'd want the, the Fiend to be seen as laughably silly. Traven Howard with a very generous super chat. Very thank you nice. very thank much. Thank you very much. Hey, you guys are awesome. First super chat. Do you guys think that Bailey is the female version of JBL with a long, boring title reign? Well... No, because WWE weren't trying to make JBLs boring. It just was boring. Uh, whereas Bailey's, it feels like they're actively trying to make it boring by just not doing anything. Mm, I don't think. I know people really like her character. I just, I don't think she's a good enough actor yeah. to, to make it work. Um, Michael Dominguez, watch Triple H's Mania match, The Game versus The Fiend. Well, I th if it's anything, it will be Rollins, I bet you. Yeah. I mean, now you've said it. You've, you've put that out into the universe now. Vinay Ramachandran. So are we going to have two less than five minute title matches at Mania because Goldberg can't and Brock doesn't want to? Yeah. I mean, the yeah, Drew Yeah, Goldberg's one, isn't going The long. Drew one might go less, like, ten. You know, might do. Buds. Where does Bray go from here if it even matters? John Cena. Beats John Cena at Mania. Or doesn't. Oh, God. <laughs> Marco Dominguez, the finish to the pay-per-view was the first time wrestling made my stomach turn outside of grotesque injuries. I just want them to make sense. <laughs> <sighs> um, we've had a couple in about AEW. El Tigera said, what if Tony Khan is the exalted one? <laughs> uh, sure. And Mithril says, AEW... Still not as bad as Super Showdown. AEW <laughs> <laughs> said... Sorry, Mithril says, AEW welcomes all with open arms. I'm so sorry, Fiend. Gerardo <sighs> Torres, guys, at least AEW Revolution is tomorrow. I can't wait. Me and Andy are going to be doing live reactions to it as well, so make sure to come back tomorrow. We can all watch it together and hopefully have a better time. Uh, Mads has said, hey guys, a friend and I are going to Download Festival this summer. Will any of you guys be there? No, but NXT no. sometimes are. Yeah, there was someone at that show, though, because Rage Against the Machine are doing Reading. So I was tempted to go to the Sunday for mm. Reading. I can't remember who was on the line. Oh, it was System of Down and Corn. Nice. Yeah, I thought I'd go really like relive the year 2000 again and uh, go see uh, Slipknot, uh, sorry, uh, System of Down and Corn. Rasmus Sorensen, keep up the good work. Thanks, mate. Thanks, man. Thanks, Cheers. Man. Thanks, Rasmus. <laughs> and Batten, uh, as promised, here's my monthly ad block fee. Last one went to Sammy, <laughs> Sammy Zane's charity. Keep up the good work. Once again, websites go out of business because Thank of ad block. Uh, and DX Solo. There he is, DX Solo. Loved seeing the big belt during the big show. Cheers, guys. Thank you. DX Solo bought us that belt. Uh, it's a WCW World Heavyweight Championship replica belt. Well, Tony, he didn't buy it for us. He gave us his one because it's, he got it signed at a TNA show. So it's so got lovely. loads of uh, really cool signatures on it. Yeah, just a few last-minute Super Chats that have come in. Michael Dominguez, Drew wins at WrestleMania. Credit to Pierre. 
Then Undisputed Era attacks. Well, that would be creating some stars there. I so. don't think that will happen. Joe Wells, y'all are missing the real main event. It will be Super Cena versus Goldberg. Oh, <laughs> and Cena gets title reign 17. So we actually stick with Roman versus Fiend, and we do Cena versus... Goldberg, the title. That's supposedly not the reported backstage plan. But again, man, but you I know, can totally see it happening. If it's on TV... What's the biggest match you can do? That is the biggest match you could do. Oh. <laughs> Nate drops surname. Thanks, Joe. They can rebuild him. They have the technology. <laughs> Six million dollar taker, so they have him for the next five decades since they aren't building any new stars. Laser taker. Yeah. Dino taker. Mecha taker. Marcus Mitchell, the same champions of 2003 are the same champions right now. 17 years ago. You know, it's funny when I was talking about that 1990 uh, factoid, and I thought to myself, wow, what a long 20 years. And then I thought, oh God, no, that's 30 <laughs> years. Uh, Mike Davis, Black versus Taker at Mania, thoughts? I'd really like that. I'd really like it as well. But um, if you're not doing it this year, because we're doing AJ this year, I almost don't want to have, like, it's... How many more Undertaker matches can we can we expect? Mm -hmm. Christian Lamontagne. We've been saying that for ten years. Goldberg proved that walking is indeed exercise. <laughs> that is the super chat of the day. That is the super chat of the day. Thank you, Christian. For people who don't listen to the podcast, uh, there's a long running debate there where I don't consider walking exercise. <laughs> I consider it a necessary. Yeah. thing to get somewhere uh, so yeah <laughs> Chris Hip, very generous super chat thank you very much hey guys love ya so I'm thinking Roman heel turn to gain super heat over Goldberg and get a proper heel push like Rollins Smackdown is in need of baby faces right now I don't think they want to be turning yeah. their top baby face into a heel Amro does anyone know what Wyatt's contract status is I don't see him leaving no no uh, Anthony and finally Anthony Williams think Goldberg won so Roman won't get booed versus Fiend uh, it is a there is a possibility that that is the case however I'm more of the belief that it was because ratings mm. um, but yeah I mean Roman probably would have got booed <coughs> by beating the Fiend um, you might get booed with Goldberg like it's the Everyone can get booed. Everyone can get booed. Both guys in a match can get booed. Yeah, and uh, thank you to <sighs> Marcus Mitchell for your uh, donation and no comments. Oh, Anthony Williams just super chatted in. Think Goldberg. Oh, no, that's the one we've already done. No, oh. and uh, one. A, a kill. Um, who would have Riddle chosen had he won the Rumble? Brock Lesnar. Yeah, absolutely. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.